Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eyes. As though you might be thinking, Gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. You're listening to So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen. The Movie Geek is not here for this episode. And you know why? It's because it's an all-female fantasy movie draft. Oh my gosh. I am so fortunate today. I have three amazing guests who are here. Can you tell I'm excited? It's like radiating in my voice. First of all, we have not one, but two members of the Cutaways podcast. We have Justine and Ashley. Woo woo. What's up? Ladies night. <laughs> we're, we're taking over. We kicked Justin over. out. Now we have all of the power. We do. We have all the power and he gets none of it. That's okay. We still love him. None. None. Not, not tonight. None. But guess what? There's a third person that I have in addition to us ladies. And, well, I guess fourth because I count a little bit. But whatever. It's fine. Jen from the Indoors Women podcast. Jen, what's up? Woo! Happy to be here. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you beep, so beep, much for coming beep, on. Beep. This has been kind of like a dream, I guess you could say. Like, I dreamed a dream in time gone by to have all the ladies come together for this. And I am so glad that you ladies are the particular ones on here. This is going to be an awesome topic. It's the 2000s romantic comedies episode. I don't know about you guys. I mean, cutaways, you can kind of chime in here because this is kind of your theme is romantic comedies. But this is my jam, yo. I am excited. (laughs) How do you feel about romantic comedies in general? Well, um, as you can tell on our podcast, we mostly hate them. (laughs) (laughs) But why? Um... For me, it's mostly just, like, how dumb they make me feel, like, the view of women are, like, in the participation of the of just a romantic relationship. It just, it feels like women are not participants in it as much as men are, or they're the prize to be won, or it just dumbs us down to being kind of useless sex objects. And that kind of gets annoying after... A hundred episodes, a hundred movies, actually. <laughs> yeah. So on the cutaways, we definitely are about deconstructing romantic comedies rather than enjoying them. Yes. <laughs> we tend to hate almost everyone's favorites. So we're really sorry, but also it 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 had to happen. <laughs> but that's kind of why I think you ladies are the perfect guests in addition to Jen to be on this episode because you hate romantic comedies and you talk about them constantly. So you kind of like, I, th- I think by now anyway, you've kind of learned to put that hate aside <laughs> for the greater good of what's going on. But it'll be interesting to hear your respective lists considering that half of them, who knows, might be where you're like, oh, I hate this. But here it is. It's my number five. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely exciting. Jen, how do you feel about romantic comedies? I kind of grew up on romantic comedies. I've always kind of enjoyed them. Sometimes when you revisit these things without the social context of the time, they can seem really, really bad. <laughs> but I do enjoy kind of going back and deconstructing those ideas. But I also enjoy when I'm sick 
on like a Sunday afternoon, putting one in and having a pillow and a cat hang out with me and watch a romantic comedy or three. Preach. Preach. So I'm somewhere in the middle, I think. Like, I also grew up on romantic comedies like you, Jen. But, you know, through the magic of the So I Married a Movie Geek podcast, we've seen almost like, what, 330 movies for this here show. And so my horizons have been broadened to a lot of different genres that I probably wouldn't have been exposed to were it not for this. So I, it, it takes up less of a chunk of my fandom than it used to. But I will say, making this list, so many movies as I'm writing them down, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a good one. Or that totally holds up. Or yeah, this doesn't hold up at all, but I don't care because it's a sentimental favorite. So it's going on the list. I had a couple of those as well. <laughs> yeah, I have some heart, some heart choices rather than some head choices. <laughs> And, and that's know. why this is going to be a good show. See, we, we've mm-hmm. all got a, a head and heart battle, a battle to the death going on. So <laughs> so Ashley was the one who picked the draft order this time. And for five rounds in order, we've got Ashley, Justine, Jen, and me, Chrissy. And if you've never listened to a fantasy movie draft episode, it basically works serpentine style. So whoever's in the number one spot will go first and then two, three, four. I'm in the number four spot, so then I get to go again for round two, and we go all the way back up till we get to the top spot with Ashley in round two, and then she will also continue to take the first pick for round three. So that's how it goes. Any questions, ladies? No, I don't think so. Cool. Let's do it. Hey! What's this lying around shit? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with all of you? You guys stink. Sometimes you gotta say, what the fuck? Make your move. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. I want you to play dirty if you have to, but don't get caught. Go for the ribs. Don't let that bastard breathe. Concentrate, focus on. Remember balance. Make cool fight. Keep your heads up. Play proud. Game over! Before we get started, I'm cheersing you all through the Skype video chat with my very girly mimosa that I'm drinking. What are you guys drinking? I have a box of Kleenex. <laughs> Delicious. It's my favorite. Is it and have, water. Does it have lotion? <laughs> um, it is. It is puffs. Plus lotion. Ooh, fancy. Those are the good tissues. I have red wine. Yeah, girl. Oh, good job. Yes, I've got apple juice. Apple juice. You're such a. I was not prepared at all for this. I fell asleep in the bathtub. I'm on Nyquil. I'm glad you're alive. By the way, let's go. I had Nyquil. She won't remember. Fell asleep in the bathtub. (laughs) I will not. (laughs) Listen, Whitney. Fever dream. Put down the Nyquil and don't fall asleep in the bathtub again. All right, guys, we're going to do this. We're going to start with round one. Ashley, what's your first pick? Um, Well, I'm going out of the gate swinging with actually one of the movies that we just finished on the Cutaways podcast. It was the last movie that was just released, and I'm taking it because I'm taking it because it was the last one we watched. So I'm going with 2001's Legally Blonde. Sun's up. It's a little after 12. Make breakfast for myself. Leave the work for someone else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't love you, I would hate you. Yay! 
<laughs> so why'd you pick Legally Blonde? Just because it was the last um, one? Because this is actually one of the first romantic comedies in the late, well, I mean, in the early 2000s uh, that we watched on the Cutaways podcast that actually was a feminist-themed movie that did not make me feel like I wanted to punch the main actor. I mean, <laughs> I did want to punch the main actor, but I was supposed to. Yeah. As, as we humbly called him Brad. <laughs> Legally Brad. Off He's the a board Brad. already. I didn't even put that on my list because I knew you were going to take it. <laughs> I liter- my, note literally, my notes literally say, Ashley's going to take this. Even though I left it on my list. Just, just for me. It's just for me. It's a beautiful film. If you've never seen it, go back and feel empowered and not feel shamed for being a blonde. Nope. I I feel like that's my mantra daily is like, what would Elle Woods do today? And I usually am somewhere on that wavelength. I've heard a lot of people still are writing Reese Witherspoon fan letters or on Twitter and they're like, this movie changed my life. And she loves that stuff. She's always eating it up and retweeting it. So... It's Did everybody romance. see the video from the Wrinkle in Time press tour where um, the journalist had wrote her college dissertation on Legally Blonde and she gave it to Reese Witherspoon? Yeah, And it was beautiful. That is the coolest thing ever. And yes, I awesome. saw it. <laughs> if only all celebrities could be that cool, by the way. Like if I could find Leonardo DiCaprio and say, so my senior thesis in high school was a PowerPoint presentation about you and have him not call police... <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, good choice. I, I'm jealous of your amaz- amazing choice, Ashley. Justine, we're up to you. Okay. This will be uh, no surprise, but for my first choice, I'm picking High Fidelity. What came first? The music or the misery? People worry about kids playing with guns or watching violent videos, some sort of culture of violence will take them over. Nobody worries about kids listening to thousands, literally thousands of songs about heartbreak, rejection, pain, misery, and loss. Did I listen to pop music because I was miserable? Or was I miserable because I listened to pop music? I knew it. Tell us about High Fidelity. Everybody knew it. It's great, and it's so great they're making a TV show about it, so that's why it's great. And uh, I didn't know if you were gonna like like that they were making a TV show about it or not, dude. I'm so hyped, (laughs) especially because they're gender swapping it. Are they really? Oh, they are gender swapping it. They are gender swapping it. So I'm like, where do I audition? Because this show will be my life story. That's pretty much it. I'm like, I watch this movie. I'm like, it's my life story. There it is. So you just need to stop the John Cusack. Yeah, oh John Cusack. How could you go wrong? Yeah, exactly. That was a good choice. Jen, Legally Blonde's off the board. High Fidelity's gone. What you going to do? Those are really good ones. Legally Blonde was definitely my number one pick. I'm going to go with the 2003 ensemble classic Love Actually for my first pick. And I just love it. I mean, I think it's the only successful execution of this sort of multiple plot line thing that's happened so far. And it has basically every British actor who's amazing being amazing. So, Well, there's only like 12 <laughs> British actors. Yeah, and they're all in this movie. <laughs> True story. Yes. I didn't see this movie until we did the podcast on it. 
I have yet to see it. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> you guys. You guys. Like we said, we actually are we <laughs> we really romantic don't know comedy. Rom-com. We really don't know them. We, we know, know them like now, but <laughs> Yeah. You we know they exist. I, I didn't grow up with them. <laughs> all right, guys. That was an amazing I know choice. They exist. I I want all of your choices so far. So being that I've had to make already three crosses off my list, I'm going to go with a perennial favorite that, in fact, I watched with my five and a half year old about a month ago when it came on HBO, and it holds up, and we were both super into it. Serendipity. Cusack again. See, Cusack still, for the win. I don't know about I you need, guys. I need to write my letter about that piece of cake that just got left so lonely in that store. It made by, Ashley so angry. I was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like such a good, perfect piece of chocolate cake. And you know what? I, I don't blame you because cake is important. And if you leave <laughs> cake behind, you basically don't deserve to live. Molly Shannon, I still have a Twitter rant for you. I really do. I'm writing serendipity. I'm focusing so much on my handwriting, ladies. It's it's a problem. Like it's I probably be should not be in charge of handwriting, but that's okay. All right, so serendipity is half written, but it's on the board, so yay! Okay, so that means I get to go again. <gasps> decisions, decisions. Okay. So what kind of 2000s romantic comedies draft would this be if I didn't pick Bridget Jones's Diary? Uh, I mean, (laughs) it would be an okay one, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm with you on that one. I love Bridget Jones's Diary. We are distinctly anti-Bridget Jones. I just didn't get it, man. I, I don't know. Oh, come on. Who hasn't had a moment where you just want to get super wasted on your couch in your pajamas and blast all by myself and sing it and then get your shit together and go handle it? I love her. But did she get her shit together? No. (laughs) And that's kind of what I love about her because she's an every woman. She doesn't get her shit together instantly. She has to fall like a hundred times before she kind of finally sort of ish finds herself in a position to succeed bridget jones wanton sex goddess with a very bad man between her thighs mom hi yeah she has three movies now and still doesn't really have her shit together but i still enjoy the hell out of her (laughs) (laughs) that's true although i didn't see the third movie so you're ahead of me that one's better than the second Oh, in my okay. humble opinion, better All than right. the second. Then I will watch. It. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> Who We're doesn't always look forward to, pa- Patrick forward to Patrick Dempsey, no matter Dempsey. what he's in? Just saying. Hashtag oh, just saying. his hair. I know. Oh yes, run your fingers through it in your mind. Okay. Oh, I'll be back in now. a few minutes. <laughs> See, that's what Yankel is really good for because you get really vivid fantasies. <laughs> Ash is like deep inside her own mind now. We've lost her. I feel like I need to take a shot of NyQuil with my mimosa to catch up. (laughs) Wow. That sounds good. All right, Jen. I took the 
the pill versions too. So, you know, that was lovely. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right. I am going with one of my favorites since you guys took so many of my other favorites. Uh, From 2002, one of those legitimately funny rom-coms that I very much enjoy, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Ah, that's a good one. Let's see if we can fit it on the board with all those words. But I like the choice. What do you like about the movie? It's just so, like I said, just legitimately funny. And it kind of appeals to all ages. Like, you can bring your family, but you still have the romantic aspect. The humor is very accessible, but it also still makes me laugh. And I've seen it, like, an embarrassing amount of times, probably. So, (laughs) at least ten. That. The family in it is literally my family. They're so like, funny. Literally. Justine can agree. Like, mm-hmm. she's seen it. It's, it's my family on a wedding day. That's amazing. <laughs> Does your dad spray Windex on everything? Uh, my dad doesn't exist in my life, so no. But in my fantasy, he would. <laughs> your replacement dad can be that guy. You can just think about yeah, him exactly. like that. I mean, yeah. totally. I don't know about you guys, but I have legitimately thought of spraying Windex on ouchies when I get them because of that movie. I'm like, where would I find antiseptic? I don't have any. Would Windex work? <laughs> ouchies. I'm telling you. Well, ouchie. When you have kids, you know, everything is an ouchie. <laughs> Justine, what you got? It's true. I'm going with one of my all-time favorite movies of all time, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. This is controversial because I, I had it I on my put list, it on but my I was list. like, is this a romantic comedy? Hmm. It's yeah, on exactly. So it's on many my list. lists on the internet it, for best it rom-coms. It but I don't count it. It counts, but I don't count it as a romantic comedy. It is more I of a drama, it. but the internet can be wrong, and I will accept <laughs> it. It's very gender bending. It has that science fiction element as well. It's it's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It wears a lot it of It is hats. a lot of things. Fantasy, it's all of the things. It's all the and, things, but it's it, and it's all of the feels, you know. I mean, I watch it every year, like seriously, every year. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I know. I'm normally with you. I'm <laughs> torn because I love this movie so much, but I'm like, it's not a romantic comedy. But okay, fine, you can have it. It is a fantastic movie, though, and it, this is one of those where I feel like everybody is really good. I mean, obviously Jim Carrey's good and everything, but Kate Winslet. I mean, this is something like she's never done before, and she's fantastic. Kirsten Dunst is really great. Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's so many layers. Yeah. Oh, totally. There's just nothing to not like about this movie. I think. So the last pick of round two goes to Ashley. Hmm. What should I go with? Should I go with head or should I go with heart? Hmm. I'm so stressed. I split my list, too. I put head over here and then heart over here. So I'm like, hmm. That was good. Go with your heart, (laughs) Ashley. Uh, If I'm going with my heart. Well, actually, no, I can do this. Um, I'm going to stick with my feminist theme. And I'm going to go with the romantic comedy from 2005 called In Her Shoes. Oh, yeah. It stars Cameron Diaz. And uh, the lady from the United States of Terror, which is the whole reason that I watched it. And it's lovely. It's a story 
about two women finding love, but then realizing that they actually, because they're sisters, they actually love themselves and each other. So it's a sisterly love story, and I love it so much. I remember that Cameron Diaz was spectacular in this movie, better than she had been in a long time. Well, and Shirley MacLaine is in it. She's so good. They she plays their grandmother, who they they had like this strange relationship with their their uh, grandparents because their mom should have been on a bunch of medication and shouldn't have had kids and had kids and then dies mysteriously and then they were basically cut off from their grandma, so they never got to know him. And then Cameron Diaz goes off and finds out about her, and like it's Shirley MacLaine, and it's just like, oh my god, it's Shirley MacLaine, this is so good. And then Cameron Diaz, why, where, where did this come from? We're like, you were terrible in like the last five movies that I saw you in. This is great. I know. <laughs> and you know what I like about this movie too? It's a dark horse pick, so that was a good one. Okay, so we're going for round three. Ashley, go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to go with um, another feminist movie. Yeah, girl. <laughs> 2000s, 2000s Miss Congeniality, starring Sandra Bullock. Great. Oh, I knew you were going to put that on your list. <laughs> I must have forgotten about that movie because it wasn't on my list, but a great choice. Super fun movie. I love that movie. I will watch. That's one of those that I will watch every time it's on TV. I will turn it to that channel and make Sam watch it for the 15th time with me and I will quote it and I will love it and Sandra Bullock deserved that damn Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) I think I only saw it once. I feel like I'm missing out on something. It was really good, but I didn't see the sequel either. How was the sequel? Not super great. I don't know if I've seen it. Not super. Is that great. the one with Wanda Sykes? Jen's like, yeah. I'm no, gonna go with no. Right. There Quit while you're ahead. Yeah, they're in Vegas. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, I saw the trailer. I didn't want to see it's it. It's no. Just stick with what you've got. Stick with Miss Congeniality yeah. one. <laughs> just Sandra just Bullock is one. Sandra Bullock is one of those actresses just, who can very rarely do wrong. Too. I feel like she's pretty great in everything she's in. Mm-hmm. Except for All About Steve. Yep, that's the exception. That. The Sandra Bullock rule. That I like literally have yeah. that written in my notes, too. The exception to the Sandra Bullock rule. All about Steve. That's awesome. No. All right. Not a good movie. No. Justine, round three, what's she going to go with? I'm going to go with 2009's 500 Days of Summer. Gonna be back. Good job. Good Tell us about the movie. It's good. I like it. I mean, when you first watch it, you know, you're trying to figure it out, uh, much like uh, Eternal Sunshine, all shot, um, all edited out of order. But then you're like, okay, basic rom com. But then, like, the more you watch it, you're just like, this is an anti rom com? Because. <laughs> obsessive love i mean that's what a lot of rom-coms are about but i don't know i feel like it's it's deeper than that it's a commentary on it yes true very much so true i've heard so many things about it and it's symbolism from sam it's his favorite movie (laughs) well one of his favorite movies (laughs) i do what i like about this movie i feel like it's deceptively layered it seems like i don't know how do i phrase this 
Although the storytelling itself isn't linear, the events that happen in each little vignette are simple enough that you could just take them at face value. But if you watch it over and over again, there's a lot more beneath the surface. Didn't somebody once take the order of the days and like put them in order and re-edit the movie? Uh, not like obviously Probably. commercially, but yeah, I think it happened. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, I think that would make for a much more boring movie. True. Yeah, oh, for exactly. Sure. You're like, oh, look at that. They're happy. Now they're less happy. Nope, they had a fight and now they're not together. <laughs> the, the end. end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jen, what are you going to do for three? Okay, I'm going to whisk us away to lovely Hawaii with <gasps> 2008's Forgetting Sarah Marshall, no! which is one of my favorites. <laughs> and Chrissy's that movie incredibly with upset. The breakup. I, it's. Oh my gosh, Jason Siegel crying in his hotel room. I'm like, he is me when I broke up with my high school boyfriend. Oh my god. <laughs> and and the Muppet Dracula movie. Oh my god. Like, so oh good. my god. The musical? I know. Yes. yes. When he performs that, it that, in sorry. the little tiki bar or whatever, that made my day. So it's so good. <sighs> I'm gonna go cry myself to sleep, ladies. I'm so, so sorry. So true story, I really wanted to pick it for round two, but I was afraid that maybe not everybody had seen it or, you know, it was a little one of those that you pick a little later. And this is what happens with the podcast, guys. You snooze, you lose. Oh, that is one of my favorite movies. I will watch it every time it's on TV. I don't care how many times I've seen it. It's terrible on TV when they edit it, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, true. Not going to lie. I mean, there's sometimes where you catch it like on Spike at night where it's not edited and it's like, yes. <laughs> and like, I am totally down for this. You need those awkward and, moments and, where he's naked for some reason. Oh, and Kristen <laughs> Bell is so good. Yes. So her. fucking good. She plays such a good bitchy character and you wouldn't have think it. No. She's so good. Oh, she's so she, good. <laughs> She's yeah. one of those enigmatic actresses that she seems like she's a type, you know, where you're like, oh, yeah, it's totally a Kristen Bell thing. But if you actually take apart the projects that she's done, they're all pretty vastly different, you know? Sarah Marshall's yep. nothing like Veronica Mars, for instance, which is nothing like her character on The Good Place right now. So it's, she's definitely got a strong personality, but uh, really good actress. And, and I love that movie. Good for you, Jen. Good for you. it's gonna be fine okay so for the last pick of round three i'm gonna go with another one that i will watch every single time it's on tv i'm going with knocked up so what do you think should we have sex tonight uh sounds awful i'm just really constipated do you really want to well now shut up I love that one. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a keeper. And it's one of those where I have to be honest with you. I don't love the lead actress in Katherine Heigl. So she's not particularly, as they would say uh, in French, sympathique. She's not uh, a sympathetic, nice sort of character or person that you root for. And yet... It's just, I don't know, her her haggliness works for her in this part <laughs> in this movie. And even Seth Rogen really softens her. Yes. He really makes her nice and soft in a way. Yes. Where I she's agree. Not so hard Grey's Anatomy like she was. Yep. And 
Yeah. And it's interesting if you think about it that beyond this movie, he went on and had this huge career. You know, I think now he's like literally consigned to Netflix for life. Yes, for life. Yeah. His, in- every, his entire existence. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I, want, I want somebody to consign me to their life. That'd be great. Um, that would be nice. I know, right? Terrifying, and, and but nice. A little terrifying, <laughs> but, you know, it might work under the right circumstances. But then, you know, Catherine, I mean, what's she doing now? Is she doing anything? Nothing. Because she did the 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 Jen's Wedding movie last year. Oh. Mm-hmm. Where she's the 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 lesbian movie, the lesbian movie, you know, oh, right. the lesbian movie. That's the sorry, one that she did. that's the Nyquil. I would be way more subtle <laughs> if I wasn't on the Nyquil, but that's it was sweet. It was a very sweet movie. It was actually kind of touching, but because she had to come out to her parents because she wanted to get married and like actually deal with like all that. Yep, she was in a recent fatal attraction-y type movie too where she's it's like a reverse fatal attraction where she's the wife who's been wronged the ex-wife who's been wronged and she's the one who's seeking revenge i saw the trailer for that but nothing is as good as knocked up not gonna lie yep agreed (laughs) so this now brings us to the start of round four for round four, I get to pick first, and it's between two for me, but I'm going to go with my heart, which may get me in trouble, but you never know. I'm going to go with <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, Aww. I love it. Another Reese Witherspoon like, movie. You took that one from Ashley. Oh, <laughs> I love that one, too. I'm sorry I took it. I ranted now. about that one. Did you cut that rant out of the Legally Blonde episode, JSD? I don't remember. Uh, I may have. That was a very long episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this but is... I did make sure to put it on our list. We will do it in the future for you. Yes. So this Thank is you. a rant-worthy movie. I'm not gonna lie, but it, it's also I, I I just feel like at its core, this is romantic comedy to me. Like when I think, what's a great romantic comedy of the last ten years or so? I'm like, oh, Sweet Home Alabama, so good. And I'm obsessed with anything love triangle-y in general. I think that it's always interesting, whether it's you know two guys and a girl or two girls and a guy. It doesn't matter. All three women, all three men. I don't care. I just think it's an interesting dynamic. And uh, although this was incredibly formulaic in a lot of ways, how can you beat? Reese, Patrick, and Candace Bergen, who, you know, I, she's not part of the love triangle, but she's so good that uh, I, she just, I don't know, she she plays that mother-in-law role to the hilt. Um, and when, Josh Lucas. And Josh Lucas's, like, smile. Oh. oh, it's just, like, melting. Just kill me. He's got the dog. Yep. He's got the accent. I'm down. Let's yeah. do the it. Hound, yeah. The hound. He's oh, the hound. He's got a hound. <laughs> All right, Sweet Home Alabama, you're mine. So, Jen, we're up to you. (laughs) That is a very good one. So I'm going to go back to my girl, Sandra Bullock, because I don't have a Sandra Bullock horse in my race yet. So I got to go with 2009's The Proposal, which which I went into that movie thinking, I might like this movie, and I fully loved it, and I loved the setting in Alaska, and I loved Betty White. I have Betty White in all caps. Oh, Betty White. Betty White was so so fucking good. good. Betty yes. White was my favorite part of that movie. I mean, yes. seriously. When she she gives Ryan Reynolds side eye like the best. Oh, so good. <laughs> Betty White, by the way, go I was it. lucky enough to meet in real life one time. She is the sweetest and 
most quick and witty person that you could ever be fortunate enough to come across, which let's be honest, she's well into her twilight years. You wouldn't think it would be something that you could ascribe to an older lady such as she off the bat, but holy moly, girl is smart as a whip. Oh, yes. She used to come randomly on uh, Craig Ferguson's show all the time. Yep. Uh, dressed as random things. Uh, I loved the when she dressed up like the Girl Scout. That was hilarious. That's actually how I met her. <laughs> really? Yeah, I used to work on the Craig Ferguson show. And, and she would come in and... Um, I managed the green room. And so sometimes people would, you know, just stick in their own dressing rooms, which is fine. You don't hold it against them, you know. But uh, every so often, really cool people would waltz through and, and have a chat with you. And she was one of those. She, uh, Dick Van Dyke is another great example of somebody who's awesome. Jerry O'Connell has a special place in my heart. He's the nicest man in Hollywood, I swear to God. Um, but yeah, so Betty White, I love that choice. Good job, Jen. Yay. Justine. Okay, so right now I'm feeling like the Chrissy of the Cutaways podcast where I'm like, I haven't seen like half of these movies you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh no, don't bring so, it. Yeah. Ah, I'm a little anxious. Um, so yeah, my picks might be a little more dark horse. Um, I am going with Amelie for my next pick. That's a lot of people's favorites. That's not, a, that's not something you should apologize for. No, I, I love... Amelie and maybe not so much a traditional romantic comedy but if you think about it you know she's just trying to gain the courage for herself to help herself and help herself find love you know she's so busy through the whole movie helping others rather than herself and it's so cute and it's so beautiful it's a gorgeous film yes it is that's that was one of those that when it came out it was like the the movie that everybody asked you, have you seen Amelie? And I yeah. feel like she inspired, um, oh, Audrey, what's her last name? I'm sorry. Toto. Thank you. Or how are you saying Inspired that? so many girls of that year to get to the cut haircut. Their hair. Yeah, exactly, right? Empowering women to go short <laughs> and to be gorgeous and, and own it. So I, hats off to you for that choice. That's a good one. Thank you. Ta-da! Ashley, we're back up to you for the end of round four. Uh, okay. Let's see. Hmm. My list is so long. (laughs) Um, This is so hard. Uh, I'm gonna go with one that's, like, really near and dear to my heart because I just... I absolutely went to the theater. I, I sought this movie out after just seeing the trailer and I just fell in love with every aspect of it because it's a fantasy film um, and also a romantic comedy. And James McAvoy is so fucking hot in this movie. Um, it's 2006 Penelope. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love I like, that what one. Movie? What movie? Oh, <laughs> I don't think I saw this one. Where she has the pig nose. It's, yes, it's so beautiful so and touching and just like... Reese Witherspoon's in it. Yes, <laughs> and as she the produced best friend it or whatever. Yeah. Yes, awesome. this was uh, when she first started um, producing um, movies about women and trying to get women more involved and, and casted more and more stories about women. And this is a beautiful film, kind of about falling in love with yourself and not caring so much about what you look like and not relying so much on the the family money and be you. And Penelope goes out into the world and finds who she is. And it's 
finds love with James McAvoy and his really hot long hair. And I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's really all you need. I love it. A feminism movie with James McAvoy. I'll take it. Yes. All right. So that means we've come to the final round, people. Round five. Okay. uh, What's your last choice? No pressure, no pressure, no pressure. So much pressure. (laughs) Well, if I stick with my theme, this is kind of more of a dark horse theme because I don't know how many people have actually seen it. Um, But this movie actually is probably what made me want to go to, well, continue to go to film school. I saw it the year that I graduated high school. Um, I pirated this movie because I wanted to see it so bad. And I grew up in a small town that didn't get movies. Um, but I will always support Adrian Shelley. I will do 2007's Waitress. Oh, good pick. <laughs> also inspired a musical. Yes. This is one of those love it or hate it movies. Can I just say, like, I love it. I'm with you. So many women, and I'm sure men too, don't get it and they don't love it. And it's okay. I mean, that's fine. But but ladies who uh, are either Justine or Jen, do you guys love this movie or do you hate it? Which camp are you in? Love. I watch it when I make pies. <laughs> yep. Every year I've at Thanksgiving. Never seen it. Of course. Justine! Justine. I know. It's just... <laughs> I Nathan Justine Potter just like gets up it? and leaves. <laughs> She's You're like, out. bye. Go see it when it comes oh, so to Pantages. Good. They actually bake yeah. pies in the building before the actual Ooh. show. Also, yeah, Nathan I, I hear the musical's really good. Well, and, and definitely support the Adrian Shelley Foundation, which was set up shortly after this movie was made. Um... Adrian Shelley wrote and directed this movie. It's a lovely movie. She also starred in it. Um, but she was found murdered shortly after um, finishing and completing the movie. And uh, her husband set up a foundation for her so to help women filmmakers and specifically women directors. So definitely, if you've never seen or you hate the movie but want to help a good cause, definitely go towards the Adrian Shelley Foundation. I love it. We'll link to it on our Twitter too because that's a fantastic cause. Yes. Also she give wins. the movie another chance because it's lovely. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Come on, Justine. You can do it. Get with the program. I'll, I'll watch. Uh, <laughs> I'll make her. I, I watch new rom-coms every other week. She's like, I'm yeah. done with people. <laughs> Don't years. make me. <laughs> You're almost off the hook, Justine. What's your last pick for round five? Okay, so my last pick, originally the one I was going to pick already got chosen by somebody, but that's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Whose shade are you throwing Ooh, in? I know, right? That's fine, all right. That's no, cool. No, no. Whatever. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> um, so this one I'm actually going to pick in honor of my bestie, Ashley. Who oh, really no, likes what? this movie? <laughs> I'm surprised she You're didn't gonna pick, pick it. Well, I was going to. I was going to pick it instead of Waitress, but I was like, no, I want to stick with my feminine cause. <laughs> I don't even know. We're like thinking the same thing, but um, I think we are. Um, <laughs> I actually watched this movie because Ashley. Uh, it's 13 going on 30. Yes, Aww, so yes, cute. that's the one. <laughs> I was so surprised that you didn't say it, but yeah. It was going to be this or wait. It was between those two, like literally on my list. It's between those two. (laughs) 
Well, then I'm glad because I hadn't seen Waitress. So <laughs> and I haven't seen Thirteen Going on Thirty. So tell me about oh, it. Oh, so cute. What? I know. Mark Ruffalo. It is end of story. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just it's like. Know. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo is the epitome of the perfect man. Like mm-hmm. Sam is so much like him that it makes me cry sometimes. Aw, that's sweet. <laughs> it's super cute. It's yes. you know, she goes, you know, forward in time. I don't know, there's wishes and stuff. It's 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 super cute. And she gets to see the woman that she's become who's not a really good woman and you know, change her future and go you know. And Judy That's, Greer's in it, and she's amazing. Yes, Judy Greer, yes. <laughs> what an unsung hero of film that woman is. I love her. Yes. Yes, I pick it in honor of Ashley. Yeah. Thank you. It was like you guys set each other up for the pitch. Like, okay, I'm just going to pitch it. Ready? Ready? Hit it. Yay! <laughs> I'll do my hand flappy thingy. <laughs> Jen, you and I will set each other up. It's going to be fine. Here, I'm going to pitch it to you. Ready? Round five. Go, Jen. Go. In the secret chat that we have set up, yeah, you're going to tell exactly. me what to pick. <laughs> yes, we're really sneaky like that. So I'm kind of doing a heart round as well and kind of in the same vein. I swear I'm not copying you, but I totally have this idea. I'm doing it for love of my best friend who would totally want me to pick The Holiday as number five because she loves that movie. (laughs) And she loves Jude Law. And this is for you, Meg. The Holiday. Mm -hmm. Round five. Yep, it sure is. I love this movie. It's so cute. Jude Law, man. Like, this is prime Jude Jude Law, by the way. Yes. And Jack Black. Jack Black is so sweet in that. Surprisingly yes. awesome as a lead in a rom-com. Who knew? Yeah. Super awesome. And right? Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet are charming. And it's just all around a fun time. A plus choice. Hollywood history. I'm actually surprised that didn't go sooner, to be honest with you. It was definitely on my list. And then when nobody chose it, I was like, all right, all right. We're saving this one. Mm-hmm. We're saving it. So I'm glad it's on the board, even if it wasn't my personal pick. So good job. Okay. Last pick. Who are you, what are you picking for your best friend? I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What are you? So yeah. this one's really funny. It's the altruistic so, round. I know it is, right? I am legit picking this as uh, an altruistic thing for my best friend, who happens to be my husband, Justin. <laughs> I'm picking It's Complicated. Oh, that's a good one. With Alec Baldwin. I've never seen it. I love Street. that one. It's real good, guys. This is I have one. seen it like 20 times. And, you know, bless Justin's heart because he's always trying to open up my mind to things I haven't seen. This is one that he and I have together seen a million times, but indulges me every time it's on. Or I indulge him. This is like an equal opportunity one where it comes on. We're like, oh, this. And we just leave it on. And there's never like a squabble about it or like, I don't want to watch it or I'd rather watch whatever. Nope. We both watch it happily and we enjoy it. So it's funny, before um, this podcast started, he didn't really see my whole list, but he kind of glanced by as he was walking around and he's like, ooh, it's complicated. And I went, I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's too cute. Right? So I'm glad that I could put it on the board for him. So yay, it's complicated. It has an amazing cast. It just like even the like smaller bit parts, like the kids are like Zoe Kazan and John Krasinski and like Mm -hmm. awesome people. It's just an awesome cast. It totally is. A John Krasinski man. I love that dude. He's so charming in that movie. 
He is. Although I think he's kind of charming in pretty much everything. I haven't seen The Quiet Place yet. But I have. It's so good. I just oh, saw it last is, night. But is he charming even though he's quiet? Yep. All right. He can't not be. <laughs> it's Sam's like going thing. to see it this week. So I will, I guess, base my opinion. on. I can't do scary movies. And it is scary. he's going to go watch it to support a deaf actress uh, that's in it. Yes. Millie, uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, but he's on a deaf deaf uh, talent kick that's right awesome. now. So oh, that's supporting awesome. all good the, for him. the deaf actors. He's a good human so. being. I want to see this movie, but I'm a little bit scared. I'm like you. I can't handle like super scary or super gory movies as people have heard on this podcast. Whenever we review one, I'm like, meh, <laughs> afterward. But I want to see this one. I I leave theater. Like I went and saw Paranormal Activity because people in college wanted me to go see it. And I nearly stabbed the person that I was sitting next to and like hightailed it the fuck out of there. <laughs> I watched the last 20 minutes from under my coat, meaning I didn't really watch it. I was just under my coat. <laughs> <laughs> paranormal awesome. Activity. <laughs> That's awesome. See, I, I can't can do it. That. It's very triggering. The, it I'm is triggering. Good. I get I, it. I, but that one was yeah. fine for me. But like. I got. I had to see the last house on the left, the remake. That I couldn't, guys. I couldn't. Halfway through, <laughs> maybe not even, maybe a third of the way through, I was like, "Done now. We're done." And I want a divorce. I can kind <laughs> of watch them in the comfort of my bed, where I can like, kind of like, cuddle no. up and be like all free. I can do it, but but I don't the monsters like then know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind if the monsters know where I am as long as, like, I have a good monster that protects me. You mean, like, Monsters, Inc.? Like, you want Sully? Yeah, Sully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is how my belief system works, okay, guys? It's just, that's how it is. So we'll, okay. we'll, we'll have you on for the next draft where it's, like, best monsters in movies. <laughs> that I would do. <laughs> well, all the good ones. All the good ones. None of the bad ones. Frankenstein, you're out, man. It's like Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Frankenstein's monster wasn't bad. He just, you know, was misunderstood. Frankenstein was bad. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Although I, this is going to sound stupid, but every time I hear Frankenstein or I say it, all I can think of is Phil Hartman on SNL doing his Frankenstein bit. (laughs) Oh, nice. Oh, man, that was good stuff. Anyway, back to rom-coms. So let's recap, shall we? So in round one... Wow, we had amazing picks straight out of the gate. Uh, Ashley, Legally Blonde, holy moly. Justine with High Fidelity, Jen with Love Actually, and I had Serendipity. Uh, And then round two, In Her Shoes for Ashley, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind for Justine, My Big Fat Greek Wedding for Jen, and Bridget Jones's Diary for me. Round three went with Miss Congeniality for Ashley, 500 Days of Summer for Justine, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Ugh, good for you. (laughs) Jen. And I had knocked up. Round four, Penelope for Ashley. Amelie, we have girls' names happening round four, for Justine. The Proposal for Jen, and I had Sweet Home Alabama. And the final round was Waitress for Ashley, 13 going on 30 for Justine, The Holiday for Jen, and I chose It's Complicated. Vote with your heart, people. Vote with your heart. Because all Those of these sure are good are choices. Rom coms. <laughs> they, they exist. They are all rom coms. <laughs> I feel like that should be the tagline for this episode. Those sure are all rom coms. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's insightful. It's very insightful. I know. And see, now now you know what you have to cover on future episodes of The Cutaways, Justine. Exactly. Yeah, see? That's, we will cover all those movies. We've given yeah, you Yeah, I have a nice new list. Ooh. I have a really long list. Oh, wow. yeah, you do. I will update our spreadsheet. Bring it on. <laughs> Fever pitch. I see those. Speaking of, let's talk about some honorable mentions really quickly. Did you guys have anything on your list that didn't get picked? I do. What you got? <laughs> I I don't know why I'm raising my hand. Um, <laughs> I actually, I picked this one because uh, I'm pretty sure that I got to work on my very first union movie because I told the editor who edited this movie that he got me over a breakup in high school um, and he edited John Tucker must die. And I'm pretty sure that's why he chose me to be his assistant. Awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is awesome. So shout out to Matt. Thanks for hiring me. I still like appreciate your work. <laughs> Love Aww. you guys. It's a good story. All right. So I've got a few, I've got, so this pains me to say, and this is there's a real big reason why I didn't pick it, <coughs> Mel Gibson. But mm-hmm. I had What Women Want on there. Judy Greer is in there terrible. too. I know it's. Ah, you can't watch that movie terrible. now. I loved Back movie. in the Day, and then when mm-hmm. the shit hit the fan, you know, a few years after it came out, I'm like, well, we can't watch that movie again. <laughs> but it was on my list. Oh, and um, when I saw it on your list too. I think it was for this Fever Pitch. I love Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch is good. They, they actually filmed that in St. Louis. Did they really? Well, the end. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals were playing the Red Sox for the World Series, and they won the World Series in uh, Bush, old Bush Stadium in St. Louis. I remember uh, Jimmy, Fa- uh, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Fallon flew him and uh, Drew Barrymore out for the last game in St. Louis, yeah. and they just randomly set it up. Yeah, they had no idea what the outcome was going to be, but then they yeah. captured it. That's awesome. Yeah. Film. It was yeah. crazy. That, that makes it so much better. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's genuine. That's great. I have several, any other ones? You know. Yeah, I have several honorable mentions. My list for this, you guys, I've watched so many rom-coms. My list was obscene, and then I like, there were like the 20 that I just didn't include, and then there were the, the 30 on the bottom that I crossed out. It's obscene. So uh, I'm going to go with something that's a little bit of a gender bender, because it's more of a coming-of-age story, I think, than a rom-com, but I have a shout-out to Juno. Juno! Which is an awesome movie that I adore and has an amazing supporting cast in addition to Ellen Page and Michael Sarah being awesome. I also love that movie. I didn't put it on my list because I didn't consider it a rom-com, but I I love it. I'm with you. I I thought about for long and hard if I could put Catch Me If You Can on this list because I'm like, not a romantic (laughs) comedy, but also Amy Adams. So maybe, but if I could have, I would have totally included it. Another good coming of age one. What else did you have? I I love that one. Ashley, you were going to say? Oh, uh, my other honorable mention um, is Catch and Release. I don't know if anybody's ever seen I it. I feel like I've heard oh, of that. My roommate told me to put that on my list. <laughs> Julie <laughs> loves it. It's, um, it's Kevin Smith. Uh, he's actually in it, and it's uh, got Jennifer Gardner, and her fiancé or husband dies randomly. Oh, my God. And so she doesn't know how to get over it, and so she moves in with her husband's 
two best friends, which just happened to include Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith's going through like a depressive episode because his best friend just died. And like, it's them dealing with grief and like getting over things. And it's just a beautiful movie. And Kevin Smith will make you cry. He can do that sometimes. He made me cry when I had to watch Tusk. But not like in a bad way, like in a beautiful, sweet way. (laughs) Yeah. Tusk was in a bad way, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Did anybody else also have the wedding planner on their honorable mentions? No. I had it on there and then crossed off. (laughs) (laughs) And then Made in Manhattan also crossed off. Oh, yeah. 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 But I feel like of the two, the wedding planner is the better one. I did have two weeks notice. Yes, I had that too. I like that one. Yeah. What about that's the only States. Hugh Grant movie that I liked? Oh, Fifty First Dates is good. I like Hugh Grant as a cad more than the romantic lead, but Same. I think he kind of bridges the gap in that movie. He's like kind of in both. Bridget Jones, you said bridges, and he's a cad, yeah, so like I had Bridget to go Jones, there. Yeah, <laughs> pick number two. Um, Garden State. Would, would you consider that a romantic comedy? I have on that one fence. on my list, but at the bottom. Google considers it a Sam, romantic comedy. Google said. <laughs> Sam, Sam really wanted me to, and I said no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when that was good when, it, when Most, it came out. I just can't do the whole Manic Pixie Dream Girl mm-hmm. like aspect of it. I'm just, I'm so over it. I'm like, Zach Braff, you can get through this without Natalie Portman, bro. Like, deal with your shit. A little bit. And Dude, now go away. it was away. so good back in the day, and it's just gotten worse and worse as the years gone on. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Did anybody it's else kind have... kind of a movie propped up by its soundtrack too mm. yes yeah with the whole shins thing and that's when the shins became a thing too so. i feel like jen hit the nail on the head because if you ever asked anybody like oh what'd you think of garden state they were like oh it was so good do you want to listen to the cd like it was almost mm-hmm. an instantaneous mm-hmm. thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> you associated with the music more than the actual plot like i couldn't even remember a lot of the plot right now because for them standing in the rain yelling at the top of their lungs yeah, that happens, and I don't remember anything else other yeah. than she likes yeah. the shins, and she tells him to listen to the shins. True. <laughs> I remember being horrible See, that's what house. that's what I retain. See, it's the important stuff we remember, you guys. And then win a date with Tad Hamilton. Does anyone remember that's that? That's not one of my favorites. It's not one of my favorites. But I have, I have not seen it. seen it. I don't know it. I've See, seen there everything. You go. I've seen it I've seen a few everything. times, and it's one of those that grows on you, in my opinion. Like. I've the first time or two that I saw it, I was like, meh, okay, this is fine. But then the more I saw it, the more I was like, actually, I kind of like this movie. This is one that I'll leave on if it comes on HBO. I had one that's kind of like a bromance and a romantic comedy grafted together, which is Wedding Crashers. Yes. So I definitely had that one as one of my honorable mentions. That one's I super had Zach fun. and Miri make a porno. Me too. I love that, <laughs> that movie. Cute. I yeah. Love that movie. <laughs> You can do no wrong. That was just precious. That was like back when Elizabeth Banks was in every movie that came out that year. Yes. (laughs) She was. She was in everything. You're right. Yeah. Everything in 2008. And then I didn't know if this one would count, but Wally. Oh, Wally. Wally. (laughs) I love Wally. So cute. I don't know if that counts, but I love it. Does Up count? I mean, technically, he's doing it for his late wife. It could. I would count it. <laughs> if if Wally counts, then Up would count. <laughs> like, Agreed. I mean, the biggest reason that I think Wally counts is because they have Hello Dolly yes. as their like 
bridge mm. which remember when like we watched that and i cried because it was wally and i was like yeah. oh my god yeah when we watched hello dolly we're like oh my god it's wally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome i remember when the movie came out um that justin and i went to see it together and we were sobbing and like in a theater full of children right who are just eating their popcorn minding their own business we're like it's so beautiful i love it so much oh my hand <laughs> That was Coco for me this year. And then there was like this mom who was just giving me so much shade through the whole thing because I was crying with her nine-year-old. And I'm like, bitch, no. This is like my biggest fear about grief and losing my grandmother last year. I hate you. Leave me alone. Just stare at the movie. <laughs> like, I almost yelled at her. This woman has no heart. If you don't cry in Coco, you have no soul. I'm sorry. You don't. No, you don't. Yeah, I cried a bunch of not. times. That's a, good, that's a good one. I know. So I, I'm crying even thinking. Nope, nope gonna be okay nope we're not gonna cry to victory we're not gonna cry and then final... come back into your head <laughs> exactly right um final honorable mention at least on my list is the sweetest thing with cameron diaz and uh christina applegate and selma blair no i have never seen i've actually one. haven't seen that one either <gasps> weirdly enough crazily enough see it Uh-oh. see it. It, it jen's got her homework i know that's the I, one the one movie that we mentioned that i haven't seen yeah this is this is my this would go in with your feminism my last, theme my last dark horse on my list was i love you philip morris oh from 2009 that, movie. that was a good one would have been a good dark horse that was sweet we need a sixth round for that yeah, just the dark horse the dark, the dark horse, horse category <laughs> now for the dark horse round we have the following <laughs> or or you could do a whole movie draft just an entire movie draft of all of the dark horses that were mentioned in the movie draft i'm on board let's do it it'll be like the bonus episode yeah that's awesome anything else you guys any other honorables any dishonorables any ones that you hate and that you were like oh why um Bridget Jones Diary, but it's not that one, so. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Does anybody remember that movie? Yeah, I don't. He's just that, not that into you? Yes. Like, oh, oh my God, yes. Terrible. I'm so glad that nobody chose that movie. When I saw it on the list of potentials, I was like, if anybody chooses this movie, they're out. They're out of the podcast. <laughs> just stop recording. Yeah. Yep. Justin Long in that movie was so irritating, Ugh. and I don't find him that irritating normally, Same. but oh my God. Yep. True. Just shut the fuck up, Justin. Yep. <laughs> I saw this on an airplane, and I was like, oh, this is one of those things that I've meant to see but haven't, and this will be good. And then I put it on. Swear to God, guys, I think I got like 40% through. And then I went, nope, I'd rather watch anything else. Nope. And can I get off the plane? Nope, I can't. All right, well, I'm just going to take a nap now and turn it off. <laughs> terrible. Well, luckily, nobody chose anything terrible for this here draft. I think that you guys, I mean, truly, everybody had really awesome choices. I think it'll come down to taste in terms of, of the voting. But uh, those who are listening, you can vote for Ashley, Justine, Jen, or myself by uh, logging on to the Twitter poll, which will be posted on the, I believe, Tuesday after we post this episode. Uh, we do accept Facebook write-in votes, but usually those are reserved for tiebreakers because, let's be honest, it's just easier to look at the Twitter poll. So there's that. But should there be a tie, we will revert to Facebook in case we need to break it. So everybody. Yeah, who the fuck wants to do math? Math is yeah, for losers. 
I mean, no thanks. Also, is Mean Girls a romantic comedy? Because I thought about putting that on the list, too. I thought about it, too, but... I had an argument with my husband today about whether or not it was a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it seems too controversial. Maybe not that one. Well, I don't know. If Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind can be considered a romantic underscore comedy, then maybe... It is. The internet says it is. Mean Girls can be says underlined romantic comedy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I could make an argument any other way, but I digress. Good luck to you, ladies. May the best woman win. You're all fabulous. Couldn't we're all winners. I couldn't believe I was lucky enough to get you all on the show. So thank you so much for being here. You're you're the best. Where can we find you all and your podcasts or pod? Yeah, podcast du- duo and then half of the podcast duo for you, Jen. On I'm the Anne Peggy of this group. <laughs> Anne Peggy. <laughs> I'll be the Aaron Burr. That's cool. I shoot everybody in the end. I'm sorry. This has been in the background the entire time. (gasps) Holy moly, you guys. Ashley just pulled up. You made that? That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh That was... That was my birthday slash Christmas slash we don't know present. (laughs) It's a needlepoint of I'm not throwing away my shot. And it's amazing. It's beautiful. High five, fellow Hamilton fan. (laughs) So where are we finding you guys on the internet? Go. Um, uh, NyQuil-induced panic. Ashley just ran out of the room. Um, well, you can find uh, both of us on the Twitter and the Facebook as at Cutaways Podcast. We also have a website. It's thecutaways.com. Please give us traffic so that people stop thinking that we're an Australian band. <laughs> And um, you're so much cooler than an Australian uh, you can, band. You can find me personally on Twitter as at Real Bad Robot. I rant mostly about hockey and talk about post-related editing things. So it's a very interesting time on my my Twitter. And I'm on Twitter at Mixtape Montage. Yeah, you are. So Ladies Meg are awesome. and I, I'm on. I'm half of the podcast duo Indoors Women, and Meg and I are on Twitter at Indoors Women. And we have a website too, indoorswomen.com. Also, give us traffic because we don't get very much. We would like some more. <laughs> right. And you can also find me individually at Nerdified Jen, which is probably the best Twitter handle I've seen in a long time, by the way. <laughs> yes, we're very nerdy pop culture ladies, so we have a lot of fun. You do. All, all of you ladies are fabulous, like I said earlier, and your podcasts are equally as awesome. So people who are listening to this, if you haven't hit subscribe on their podcasts, do it now. Um, not only could they use the traffic for their website, like they said, but we need to support more women in podcasting. And this is the best way to do it is hitting that subscribe button, following on Twitter or Facebook and uh, being a part of the experience. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've already found us. So I'm Married Movie Geek. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and we're ubiquitous basically on social media, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, all at Movie Geek Cast. But if you want to have a side convo with just the female half, a.k.a. Chrissy, me, you can find me at Chris Winters, both on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. And there you have it, ladies. That's it. That's the episode. Thank you so much for playing. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure. Come back soon. Lady Pot Squad. Lady Pot Squad for the win. (laughs) 
was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.